0: Ladies and gents, I am very excited today to introduce to you a new guest. Our guest is going to be Mr. Chuck A. Fletcher, who, among other things, um, is one of my former teammates. And he is currently a site leader or site director at one of the Lighthouse Youth Center campuses in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, if you've heard things about Lighthouse, stay tuned. You're going to learn more. You're going to learn some ways to To help out the ministry that they're doing. If you have never heard of Lighthouse, you're about to learn about one of the absolute gems in our city. You're also going to learn about a man who won't admit it and won't believe it himself, but he is a gem in our city, doing some incredible things to make sure that kids have a future and that they know their Savior. So, with no further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Chuck A. Fletcher. Hello and welcome to the Gird Up podcast. The call to Gird Up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself, working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, our guest tonight is Mr. Chuck A. Fletcher. What's up, Chuck A.?
1: What's up, Charlie? How you doing, buddy?
0: Pretty good. How are you?
1: Good, good. Wonderful.
0: Awesome. So Chuck A. and I know each other from our time at Martin Luther College, Um, but we want to get to know you, Chuck A., so talk about yourself a little bit. Birth is always a good place to start.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, right? Uh, born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 1990. Uh, born and raised here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, went to Garden Homes Lutheran School my entire life uh, from K 3 through 8th grade. Graduated high school, went to a public sc- graduated 8th grade, went to a public school in Milwaukee for two years. Played football. What school is that? Rufus King High okay. School. Yeah, Rufus King High School. Uh, played football and basketball throughout my entire life. Continued at Rufus King. I got to play a little bit of varsity at both sports uh, as a freshman and sophomore. Uh, Grades, struggled a little bit. Uh, I went to a small Lutheran grade school, Garden Homes, where it was, man, uh, 90 kids in the entire school. Oh, so it's not as big as it is now? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm talking K-3 through 8th grade, 90 kids. Not even just the elementary school, which is K-5 through 8th grade. Then I get to high school, big high school, more girls, more <laughs> trouble, uh, goofball, you know, wanted to be funny, wanted to be one of the guys, uh, 4.0 student all the way through eighth grade, struggle with the public school setting. Uh, so I really, really got to really got a, started to struggle at the, the public school. So I transferred to Wisco, especially because my younger brother, who was a top basketball recruit, was coming into high school. And I saw how much trouble I got in the public school. <laughs> and I'm thinking there's no way my brother's gonna make it at a public school. And that's
0: Flavian? Yeah, Flavian. Okay. Flavian
1: Davis, uh, who played pretty good basketball player in the state of Wisconsin. So uh, we transferred to Wisco and uh, man, there was a lot of teachers who supported me, a lot of a lot of staff there who uh, really pushed and encouraged me to go to school to be a pastor. At Martin Luther College So I really, really enjoyed my time At Wisconsin Lutheran High School Uh, Played football, played basketball Won a state championship in football Uh, Got to play a ton of hoops With some friends I've been knowing my entire life Uh, Wisconsin Lutheran High School Was a wonderful place A wonderful transition for me From uh, Rufus King High School Great school, Rufus King I would never say anything Uh, bad about the school (laughs) Uh, Terrific It just For me, it was not the best place to be and uh, Wisco, Wisconsin Lutheran High School, really helped me out a ton. All
0: right.
1: After high school, uh, like I said, a lot of those teachers pushed and encouraged me to go to uh, Martin Luther College, and I went there. Uh, loved all four years. It was tough being a black person, <laughs> uh, especially especially freshman and sophomore year. New all
0: Minnesota. Uh,
1: you know what I mean? The whitest city right. in a, I don't know about America, but pretty close. Uh, <laughs> So uh, went to New Ulm, uh, played football, which I think that really helped me build relationships with yeah. people on campus. So many people were from Luther Prep or <laughs> uh, Michigan Lutheran Seminary or yeah. Lakeside. And I'm like, I don't know if this school is for me. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, I, I already had come from a place where Wisco, where it was a culture shock for me being the minority all of a sudden at the school at garden homes. I was the majority student mm-hmm. at Rufus King. I was the majority race. And all of a sudden I get to Wisco and it's only a it's 15, 20% black. So right. that was a different transition. Now I get to Martin Luther college and it's <laughs> all half, way. you know, half percentage, yeah. different race, not even black. We're talking about, we can probably yeah maybe can. get 10 different yeah. races, you
0: know, that's true
1: uh, so it was it was a tough transition for me initially uh, football helped a little bit uh, but uh, I, I had a really really good roommate uh, my sophomore year who I became really good friends with Ryan Schmailing my, yeah. my freshman year uh, Ryan's my boy uh, we got we got very close to each other's families uh, that really made made me want to stick around and continue to s- pursue ministry and it's really really quality men who are role models for me at Byrne Luther College, uh, who urged and pushed me to continue in ministry, knowing that uh, we don't have a lot of people of color who are, <laughs> who right. are going through Absolutely. Our, our, uh, our Senate school training system to be pastors and mm-hmm. teachers. Uh, and a lot of those men really per, per pushed and uh, pushed me to continue moving forward in my path. Graduated Martin Luther College in four years. Uh, went on to Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary in Mequon, so I was happy to be coming back to Milwaukee. Uh, Mequon is white, but I didn't stay on <laughs> campus because it's so close to Milwaukee. So I lived at home with my mom. Uh, spent time in, uh at Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary after my junior year, which is first year for people who go to uh, mm-hmm. Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary. The junior year is the the first year. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted to be a pastor. And my current my my current wife, who was my girlfriend, at the, my fiance at the time, uh, I talked to her about it so much um, before we got married. I mean, I think I came over to her house every day and she knew how bad I didn't want to pursue it. Right. And I communicated right. it with uh, the president of uh, the seminary, the vice president, uh, my advisor at the seminary. And they were super understanding right like you aren't the first person to have this (laughs) this thought this is we've we've heard this before right and you know there are guys who are doing wonderful things for the kingdom now who said the same exact thing you said Mm -hmm. vicar year which is the third year for seminary students where you actually get to go out into the field and do ministry for a year they urged me and you know tried to push me to vicar year like Then you'll see if ministry is for you. Mm -hmm. Then you'll get an accurate picture, a picture of what ministry is really like. Right. So after talking to them, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to go through this. I'm (laughs) going to push. I'm going to I'm going to move forward. I'm going to finish this. year. Right. Right. And I was miserable that first (laughs) year at Sam. I enjoyed the relationships. I enjoyed my friends. I enjoyed uh, guys I would never talk to at MLC or in my life. All of a sudden, we're friends at the seminary. We're Mm -hmm. building relationships. You know, uh, a guy, I, I'm not going to say his name, but a guy I think I never talked to at MLC, invited me to stay at his house when someone was having a wedding in their, in their, in that part of Wisconsin. Oh, uh, yeah. A guy I never would have talked to. Right. And we're friends enough where he's inviting me and my wife to, you know, I yeah. married my wife in between my first year and second year at the seminary. He's inviting both of us to stay with him over a weekend for a wedding. A guy yeah. I never would have talked to. So. I really, really enjoyed the relationships that I made at the seminary, but I knew I didn't want to go into ministry half-hearted. Right. And on top of all of that, I started working at Lighthouse Youth Center in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if what God was doing, but he <laughs> had to know I was going to like that type of ministry. Oh, yeah, for it's, sure. It's not teaching, <laughs> which, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a huge fan of, <laughs> of teaching. I love the education system, and I know I, my calling is in the education system. I just don't think it's as a classroom teacher. <laughs> That's <laughs> a classroom teacher. Just to it's be honest, not easy. Uh, so, uh, but I also I st- my ministry training didn't go to waste because at Lighthouse, I very much still get to do a lot of God's word, sharing God's word with kids, building relationships, uh, doing some of the things that I learned at MLC and at Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary. Uh, so it was it was a blessing in disguise, sort of. Uh, yeah, I really. I really enjoyed Lighthouse, and I didn't want to be a pastor anymore. Mm. So, I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, God, what you, what, what are <laughs> you doing to me, God? Like, you you set me up for this this ministry that you knew I was gonna love, and you know, you got other people who telling mm-hmm. me, you know, some some of the people from the seminary telling me to keep keep moving through, keep fighting, uh, and I decided to leave that semester. And Pastor Busky, uh, Pastor Jim Busky, who's our executive director at Lighthouse, who I, I warned when he when he tried to hire me that I don't know if Sim was going to be uh, in my future the next year or so. Right. So Pastor Jim Busky, when I told him I was done with uh, Sim, at least for the moment, you know, I, I left the door open. I didn't burn any bridges on my way right, out or anything yeah. <laughs> uh, like, you know, how some guys do. They stop showing up. Or something. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. But uh, I I didn't burn any bridges and I I, I left the door open, but it just wasn't for me at the moment, especially considering that I think I had to found my calling from Lighthouse. Yeah. Um, Pastor Jim Buskey, uh, I didn't I did not move the full time right away. So he beefed up my hours uh, to a little bit more than part time and said, stick around. Uh, Things can happen here very soon, but stick around. You're a very important part of Lighthouse. And that stick around turned into, man, I stuck around for about a year, still doing a little bit more than part time. And I was eventually hired as site director at one of our campuses at Lighthouse, uh, which meant full time. I got to work with the congregation at Garden Homes Lutheran, where Lighthouse is kind of partners Mm -hmm. with. And I got to work with Garden Homes Lutheran School, which is one of our better schools in the city of Milwaukee. So I really was really excited that I, I found like god had settled me down and let me transition into a career now that i went to school to be a pastor for five and a half years and you're like <laughs> well now, now now what is all these these languages for you know i learned yeah. classical greek and classical hebrew and uh classical german you know all of these different things and yeah. i'm sorry it's not a lot of use for that outside of studying for your sermon or something so right Uh, It it was a wonderful, wonderful blessing to work at Lighthouse. And I've been there for about five years. A huge part of my family. Got two kids, obviously, now. Got a a wife who loves me. Uh, We've been together, married for five years now. She's the lead K-3 teacher at Garden Home. Started off as an EA. Uh, Very dedicated to the school. Very dedicated to the congregation. And when a K-3 teacher took a call, it was a very natural assimilation for my wife to step up as lead K-3 teacher. Uh, so that that neighborhood, that church, that school, Lighthouse has been very, very, very wonderful to my family, and, and I enjoy that ministry.
0: Is she from this or this neighborhood, this area too?
1: Yes, uh, my wife grew up actually three blocks from where she works now. <laughs> okay, so literally, uh, uh, Garden Homes is on Twenty Fourth in Roosevelt. She grew up on Twenty First in Roosevelt. Okay. So cool. very very close to where she's working and yeah, where I'm working. So,
0: all right, cool. So did you you guys met at uh, Rufus King? No, or we at Wisco? we
1: never attended the same school. Never, okay. never. You know, when you get married young, nine times out of ten you met this person at school. <laughs> right. You know, a school that right. you attended together. And I got married at 23, which is you know for for most outside of the whales that's young. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think I was about five years too late if it was the whales, but uh. Yeah, what we can that edit that me? joke out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what does that make me? <laughs> no, i <I'm just, laughs> Your wife already up. already offered to set me up today. So <laughs> we we like to do that to our single friends, man. Oh, do it. You know, go we ahead and try do to, it. I don't know if you're a black women, but we got you. Man.
0: I hear once you go there, you don't go back. So <laughs> true, true.
1: Uh, but we, uh, one of my best friends. We went to garden homes together, K three to eighth grade. We were. uh, I met her while we were attending an open house for high school, and me and my friends, including this friend who she's related to, who she's a relative of, we went to the open house. And I gotta admit uh, that I pursued her a lot harder (laughs) than than I like to admit (laughs) over this microphone. You know, I wouldn't call it stalking, stalking. but it, it might have been pretty close so. Oh yeah. yeah But yeah she she rolled me You know uh, as men we, We're idiots We oh, make yeah. a lot of mistakes oh, yeah. And we always ask for forgiveness Without being <laughs> so quick to offer our forgiveness So uh, she was She was uh, You know made it through High school and college with me And loved me and I love her for that And I love, I love the woman she is And she's given me two special special wonderful gifts to my two kids yeah uh lord willing maybe even some more children so
0: yeah so i got to meet your kids uh last i mean i think the last time i i actually saw your kids uh she was a baby i don't know if i've ever met your son before so
1: yeah that was at the urban ministry retreat yeah
0: i I mean that was like two years ago so she would have been like one one and a half and she was still an arm baby at that time yeah yeah, an arm baby yeah (laughs) exactly so she's. You said she's Four? Yeah, So she's four. in uh, kindergarten. So she had your wife last year as a teacher? Yes. Four. Cool. Yes. yes. All right. That's got to ease the transition to school. Well, for bit. her.
1: No, nah, I don't know about for my wife. She didn't. <laughs> I don't know
0: if she liked it at time, but my daughter liked it. So That's funny. I was talking to uh, Jaden Bauer the other day and asked him what it's like to be at his dad class. He just goes, oh. <laughs> it made me laugh. It made me laugh. Yeah. And then your, your son is going on three. He turns, two and a yeah, half? he
1: turns three in February, so hey. about two and a half. Yeah, right now. He's, a,
0: he's a big two-year-old.
1: Yeah, he's a tall boy. Yeah. Tall boy. I want. He really likes basketball right now. Okay. And he even he, yesterday, uh, he came in the living room and said, "Daddy, can we watch football?" And it's Wednesday, so there's no football on. I felt a little bad <laughs> and proud at the same time. You know? Exactly. There uh, yeah. you go. You know, <laughs> he. I mean, on Sunday, clearly it was kickoffs. Uh, oops. Sorry, John. You're good. <laughs> Let me put this over. <laughs> move it out the way uh but it was nfl sunday so uh he, he we watched a lot of football that day we watched obviously all three games the noon game the three thirty game yeah. and then uh the sunday night game so he got to watch a lot of football <laughs> on sunday so and college football kicked off oh, so yeah. oh, he's yeah. uh he's gonna get his feel and hopefully he's a, a good football player too
0: but so you played both basketball and football yes so which which was your favorite
1: Uh, I really, really liked basketball. I did. But I was way better (laughs) in football. I'm a bigger guy. Uh, I hit really hard. And I'm more physical because of my size. So I realized at a young age that you might like both sports, but football is going to (laughs) be your calling, young bud. So I taught myself that at a young age. and When you play varsity as a freshman – the game, it helps you appreciate the game a little better. So, I reacted off all instincts my freshman year. Mm. I mean, a fourteen-year-old mm. playing versus eighteen-year-olds, seventeen-year-olds—that's yeah. a big difference. Yeah, it's not going to be. I was I was tall and I was heavy, so I was able to handle it. Uh, but it requires a lot more thinking than one might think when it comes to when it comes to football. So yeah, uh, and it's not exactly a weak conference either. <laughs> so it was it was it was uh it was it was tough transition but i knew once i entered high school that i was going to love that football was going to be my sport for life i was hoping to go division one obviously you know yeah uh, especially when you're you're varsity and you're a freshman and you're thinking that you're trying you're just going to continue to transcend your skill level and ability uh but god had a different plan for me uh didn't get any scholarships and it was either it was d3 because (laughs) i'm not gonna play d2 ball and right you know it's a very fast skilled d2 is an amazing game to maybe get a look at it right (laughs) nfl tryout, you know what i mean uh so it was it was d3 cheaper and it it really came down to martin luther college or university of wisconsin stevens point and you know, I remember one teacher. I don't know if you know who Mark Rickey is. He's a teacher yeah, at Wisco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Mark Rickey was one of those men that I talked about that were role models for me in uh, in uh, college. I mean, in high school, sorry. Uh, and he said, you know, I told him, hey, I'm either thinking about doing accounting at Stevens Point or going to school to be a pastor at Martin Luther College. And he's like, you're a relationship guy. You don't want to sit in a... Box all day and crunch numbers. You're a relationship guy. You need to go be a pastor. And you know, that's the story I always tell with why I chose Martin Luther College uh over Stevens Point. It was a big reason what Mark Ricky said, like, do I want to be a sit in a box cubicle numbers guy for right. the rest of my life? Or do right. do I want the thrill of building relationships with people and sharing Jesus with them? Yeah. And I mean, you play football with me. I'm kinda yeah. loud and kinda of be a, <laughs> a tool at times and you know and
0: see that's, actually, that's the right outlet for it though.
1: You know, <laughs> you know and I, I, I love I think the awesome thing about Lighthouse is you know, I, I honestly I would like to work more with adults and families. I think that's an important part of, mm-hmm. of ministry too. But I mean, kids are man. They're so goofy. <laughs> and adults, sometimes we lose that goofiness <laughs> when we get older, you know. So it's it's wonderful working with kids and building those relationships and creating opportunities for them to serve their Lord. Yeah, That's what I enjoy the most. Well, we got a youth Sunday coming over at Garden Homes where kids get to kind of do everything in worship, read mm-hmm. the Bible verses, usher. Uh, dance, praise, dance, sing. So we're just having all of these youth showcase their skills, and that's a blessing to me. You know, that's 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 what warms my heart and yeah. builds these relationships. Where we're saying our young people can, they can be in church and it can become their church, not their parents' church. Yeah, not some a church that's attached to their school. No, this is our church. This is my church. This is where I go worship my Lord at, and uh. Man, if we can get more of our kids from the Wales inner city to, <laughs> you know, feel that way about our congregations, that'd be a huge blessing. Yeah. So, I, I got a little off task, I think. You nah, asked me man, a question about <laughs> That's fantastic. Dude. About sports
0: and I started talking about my,
1: <laughs> how much I love working with kids and how much I love working at Lighthouse, but
0: Yeah, well let's talk about Lighthouse then. So uh was Lighthouse there when you were a kid it, growing it up? It wasn't. Uh Lighthouse started 12 years ago so okay. around
1: when i was in high school uh but it was in uh on a northwest side of milwaukee so not okay. near garden homes at okay all, which is more north central milwaukee
0: so what was it, a garden homes thing originally no it okay. was a
1: haven woods neighborhood i okay. don't know if you know where haven woods yeah is, but that's near west line mm-hmm. pro- housing projects uh, in milwaukee and it was originally for that neighborhood uh, and we had, don't
0: really have a church up there
1: yeah, we do. We do. We do. Nobody knows about the church. It's called Redemption Lutheran Church. Redemption. Okay. It's very small. Uh, really, really w- was affected by white flight. That yeah. neighborhood used to have a lot okay. of white people, and the congregation was primarily white. They had a school that was primarily white. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the housing projects come in, a bunch of right. black families move into the neighborhood, and yeah. a lot of white people moved out to the suburbs. And now this sh- school and church that used to be doing pretty decently. Mm. All of a sudden, the neighborhood demographics has changed. Yeah. You know, right. and you still got people who worship at the church, but their families mm-hmm. live in Menominee Falls, Germantown, right. Brookfield. They're driving in to worship. And you got all of these people who their kids are coming back to worship mm-hmm. at redemption, and they don't live in Milwaukee either, most of these yeah. you know, these families we're talking about. And they're like, we want to do something with this school that closed down. Yeah. So they had a beautiful, wonderful... <laughs> beautiful wonderful space and they're like what can we do yeah with this school uh so they had a bunch of very strong passionate congregation members who were dead set on opening it reopening their school Uh, and that plan kind of morphed uh into a youth program an after-school youth program and they called pastor jim Buskey, who was in washington at the time uh, doing youth ministry They called him uh, To serve as kind of the, the pastor to the kind of jumpstart lighthouse And it originally started He explained He invited a few p- kids From the neighborhood They came in one Friday And they, the plan was to be open For like a few months Every Friday And you invite these core members And each time they come back They can invite one person And just It kept growing And, then, and eventually They opened two days And then eventually three days And eventually four days And eventually five days And The ministry started growing where he he had to hire another person. Yeah. And a guy uh, who has been rocking with Lighthouse for a really long time, Mark Gunderson. uh, Man, one of the strongest Christian role models for young men that I think I've ever met. Uh, We are blessed to have a gym like Mark Gunderson. He would never say this about himself, by the way. So (laughs) I'm going to send this to him. Absolutely. uh, So that he can hear this. But Mark is one of these strongest. Truly strong servants of God, who's doing wonderful things for the kids in our in our community that nobody would know about, because yeah. it's on such a small scale. Uh, but Mark has such a heart for youth ministry. So Mark Gunderson was hired as the second in command uh, to run that lighthouse with Pastor Jim Buskey in the Haven Woods neighborhood, and they did that together for four or five years. Uh, hired some seminary students to work at that campus with them. Busky was our chief fundraiser. Uh, Mark Gunderson was the site director, so he handled all the day-to-day programming. The, the seminary students were hired, one per camp, one just for Haven Woods to kind of help with the day-to-day relationship building, games, just to give them an assistant. To, it can be tough to corral 30, 40 kids by <laughs> yourself. So. Right. Uh, that lighthouse started. Then Garden Homes Lutheran. Uh, moved to a new school building when I was in eighth grade, and they had been renting out the building that is currently Lighthouse to a uh, public school for a number of years, and their lease was up, and they didn't want to renew renew their lease, so I re- renewed their lease. And uh, Pastor Jim Buskey came in and was like, "Hey, we we could take the building off your hand. Yeah, uh, zero dollar lease. We'll do all of the the." Uh, you know, all the renovations on the inside We'll take care of the building You jo- you guys got to handle infrastructure stuff Like roof or uh, Foundation issues You know, the big mm-hmm. issues, air conditioning, heating All of that stuff, cooling systems uh, And the congregation The church council and the pastor said Okay, let's see if this can work They had a big clean out day The building was gutted This was while I was still in college So I wasn't, I wasn't a part of this stuff But they gutted the whole building Threw everything out Started renovations. Uh, I think within a year, Lighthouse had its first kickoff in the Garden Homes neighborhood. So we had the one that was thriving in the Haven Woods neighborhood, and then we opened our second location in the Garden Homes neighborhood. Uh, and uh, there were a bunch of guys who they hired and kind of funneled out. Uh, they they were still hiring seminary students for this campus, so we started hiring two seminary students, one for the Haven Woods campus. Uh, one for the Garden Homes neighborhood campus, but uh, it eventually uh, we realized, holy smokes, we're we're partnering with the school, and we're going to get the majority of their fifth through eighth graders, and it became very obvious that we would probably need to hire two seminary students. Yeah, and I was part of the crew who was part of hiring two seminary students myself, and a guy named Paul Colander who's now uh, a pastor and. Yeah. In Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. Henderson, Nevada, which is right outside of Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, they, they actually, we had a lot of transition that summer. Uh, it was me and Paul Colander, first time they hired two vicars. Uh, pastor uh, Josh Zarling was called to be the pastor of Garden Homes Lighthouse, uh, Lighthouse Youth Center Garden Homes. And we hired somebody from Thriving Financial. Uh, she worked for Thriving Financial, and we hired her as our mission development officer. Okay. Uh, her name's Jamie Dudden, uh, and all of a sudden, we got all of this transition taking place at one moment, mm-hmm. and I will admit on this podcast, it was a train wreck at our <laughs> campus for a year. I mean, it was really tough. We had three newbies trying oh, to run yeah. a campus uh, without very much instruction. Uh, and we we struggled mightily uh and struggling might be putting it kindly <laughs> i mean we we had we had problems we had some very serious problems, and by the grace of god uh you know our our previous site director, a guy I loved a guy who became a very good friend uh he we just we didn't we didn't do well as a group and eventually. You know, he had a situation where he moved away from ministry for a little while. And that's where I mentioned earlier that I had an opportunity for to become site director. And it was it was rough for me initially. Uh, but yeah. Mark Gunderson, the guy I just said, was a gym in ministry who a lot of people might not know, really helped coach and build me up and help me figure out what makes for a successful mm-hmm. campus, what makes for a successful relationship building, what makes for... Uh, a successful program and how, how can we best complement what garden homes is doing in these last three years? My goodness, man, I've learned so much from him. I've learned so much from the teachers at garden homes. I've learned so much from the administration at garden homes. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much from a number of people in the city, uh, including people who aren't even affiliated with schools about community Mm -hmm. outreach and community, uh, uh, Activism and some of these things that is sometimes lacking in our wells, Lutheran right. grade yeah. schools and congregations. We're taking care of the people who come in our building. You know what's our motto? Come to the wells. Yeah, if you come to us, we'll take care of you. We're not stepping outside that door right. if it requires. Exactly. Yeah, you know. So, uh, Lighthouse is an amazing ministry, man. We serve kids uh, ages ten to eighteen. We're we're primarily an after school program, open three to seven every day provide a healthy snack, homework help, a daily devotion. And on Fridays, we do kind of a worship setting style uh, worship service with the kids. And then we offer them free dinner. Uh, so tomorrow we're offering free dinner. Our church council is the one serving dinner. Uh, but it's, it's it's an amazing ministry, man. It's I'm not going to lie to you. Yesterday was a tough day. Last Friday was a tough day. We had 70 kids. And we have three employees. Oh, geez. So it's three verse 70. And the kids... <laughs> The kids might have won that day. I'm not gonna lie, the kids won that day, but it's an amazing ministry, man. Yeah. Uh we are one of the few Christian based uh youth centers or after school programs that are still alive. I know the Y maybe started off as a Christian you yeah, know, mission or something. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> and the Y does wonderful things, but You know, we're doing daily devotion Mm -hmm. where we're feeding. We're not only feeding their bellies with our healthy snack, but we're feeding their souls with that daily God's word. And while we get a lot of Garden Homes Lutheran school kids, we also get a number of kids who are from the Garden Homes neighborhood who aren't affiliated with Garden Homes Lutheran school at all. And that's that's the amazing part for me. Like, I know Garden Homes is doing good things. So we're just reinforcing what Garden Homes is already doing. And for the kids who don't go to Garden Homes Lutheran, we're doing something special. I mean, we're doing something special with the Garden Homes Lutheran kids, too. But, yeah, I mean, some of these kids who come into our building, the only word of God that they're going to hear is during our devotion. The only word of God that they're going to hear all day, all week, will come from the mouths of our vicar, our seminary students, and myself, or the, the guys from the other Lighthouse campus. Now, that's... If that isn't God working, I don't know what is. So, cool.
0: What are some of your favorite parts of uh, working with those kids and doing that kind of stuff?
1: Dominating them in sports. <laughs> well, we get to uh, we get to play hoops quite often. We got a rollout hoop. We get to go to Garden Homes gym, and there are some kids who are pretty decent at basketball, but none of them can beat me yet. So, <laughs> I'm a big guy, stronger than them, and I play way smarter than them. So, uh, I dominating them in sports is definitely one of my top top favorites. Uh before I had kids, before I had kids, I was way more willing to hang out with you know my 11, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-olds. Bre- inviting them over to my house, you know, with their parents consent obviously. Right, yeah. Uh taking them out to eat, taking them to church, you know, bring, you know, taking them to sporting events with me. And then I mean, that was. I think about kids who I don't get to see anymore because they, you know, they moved or they graduated from Garden Homes Lutheran. And you feel like, man, I invested so much time and I wish I still had time to do it. Yeah. And I, you know, I know I did it before I had my own kids, but it's like, I feel like I should have <laughs> done it more. You know what I mean? And uh, spending time with the kids outside of our three to seven yeah. is probably for me the most special time that I ever shared with the kid because it shows hey I love you man yeah. I care you know I, I think about you when I'm a, away from this place you aren't just a job right. for me you're part yeah. of my life now and I just with having a four year old and a two year old <laughs> and a wife and we both have full time jobs uh, I just don't get enough time to spend with the, the kids I love at school as much as I would like to anymore yeah of uh, a, a course I want to go pick them up Saturday and go see a movie or something, but I also haven't seen my own kids all right. week except for right. when I come home late. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if my wife would be happy with me if I <laughs> if I said, "Hey, yeah, uh, Joey's coming over for three hours on Saturday," <laughs> you know. So uh, that's so sports. I wish I had more time to still do the relationship piece. Uh man, I think sharing God's word with them man uh, I love church I love our Sunday Sunday morning worship uh, but sitting and listening getting spoken to for 30 minutes isn't always fun for 11, 12 13 <laughs> year olds <laughs> Right. so in our devotions we allow them to do some reading from the screen of Bible verses we allow them to answer some questions we're conversing about serious topics and some of the kids get really amped uh you know i think about the garden homes kids who you know they already received some biblical instruction so they're you know they they're raising their hand they're screaming they're shouting they you know they especially the younger kids they're so excited to know the answers or to be able to read from a screen and then i think about the kids who are from the neighborhood who don't receive a lot of biblical instruction when they find new concepts that they can't comprehend they want to ask a thousand questions uh, you know, the, what about this? Or what about that? Or, oh, I, I think I've heard this story before. I mean, doesn't that just warm your heart? And You yeah. work with younger kids, so Absolutely. you get to see some of the yeah. aha moments about Jesus yep. and his love for us all the time. So, I mean, yeah. probably sharing God's word, the relationship piece, spending time with him outside of our normal hours. And sports are my three things that I enjoy the most about
0: Lighthouse. So, right. How is Lighthouse funded? Sorry, I didn't even give you a chance to breathe there, but... No, so <laughs> It's all good. Uh,
1: the, we, we have four components, I think. Uh, the, the first component is uh, individual donations. So, Charlie, if you donated 100 bucks to Lighthouse, you would be like our private donation. You will fall into that okay, 25%. Yeah. Another 25% is our benefit dinners. Our, I'm sorry, our benefit dinner. We have an annual gala. That brings in a crazy amount of money for us mm-hmm. once a year it's actually october 5th uh which is in a few weeks and normally about close to 300 people attend a bunch of silent auction live auto live auction items people throwing around money just because they love the ministry we're doing yeah wonderful event uh the, another quarter is our fundraisers throughout the year we do a clay shooting event we do a golf event we do a bowling event and they bring in probably about a quarter, maybe twenty percent. Uh, so, and then the last quarter is actually it might be closer like thirty percent, thirty to thirty-five percent. It's foundations, so like Seabird Foundation, okay. Bradley Foundation, some of those foundations. Yeah. We get huge amounts of money from those those organizations who really love the ministry that we're doing. Uh, Seabird funds. A huge part of our budget dedicated to our program of hiring seminary students Mm -hmm. so that's about it fundraisers our benefit dinner individual donors and foundation gifts
0: is there uh do you guys have like a website or something somebody wanted to look at more yeah you can
1: you can go look at lighthouseyouthcenter.com uh all of the information about our programming all of the information about our our donor information uh scheduling all of that stuff can be located on our website if you have any more questions about the organization or any questions about what we do, you can visit that website, lighthouseyoucenter.com
0: Awesome. Sweet. Thanks for your time, Chuck K. And no problem. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, sweet. Look forward to hearing from you again. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four- and five-star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Pommier for our podcast art, and thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.